Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to ESPR Eatsley Podcast Repeat. I am Dave Taylor, and uh, thanks for hanging out. Uh, Sean, uh, under the weather today, so we are joined by a couple of special guests. Um, Aaron, who's been on the show a number of times. Hi. Hi. <laughs> me again. And, and Shelby is with us. Hey, what's up? And uh, Aaron and Shelby are uh, from a uh, podcast that uh, you may have heard us reference on the show a few times called Um, We're With The Band. So welcome to the show, ladies. Hello. Thank you for having us. We are so glad to be here tonight. Uh, to tell- wrestling knowledge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our infinite knowledge. Uh, t- tell me a little bit about your uh, podcast uh, before we get started tonight. So we, we, uh, we, interview bands in the 757 we kind of just chill and and have a have a drink with them we play a drinking game um and you can find us on instagram at um web show three m's yes and our podcast to stream or listen or watch is on youtube all right and i'm gonna leave your uh, facebook page i'm gonna add that in the uh comments below so if anybody wants to uh give that a follow they can uh, do that as well so there we go. So uh, uh, my name is again is uh, Dave Taylor. Like I said, Sean out this week. So welcome to uh, Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat a wrestling podcast. Many different ways you can find us. Uh, if you're watching us right now on like Facebook or Twitter, I uh, appreciate that. Uh, you can always email us. We get a lot of questions at esbr at fm99.com. Uh, you can listen to us if you don't want to look at us. Uh, you, can, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, Google. We're all over the place. Uh, you can also find us at 1069fox.com and fm99.com under the media tab. And you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ESBR99. So tonight we're going to be talking about the SummerSlam. Also, we're going to preview the NXT TakeOver, which is happening on Saturday. But uh, first, uh, we're going to quickly uh, talk about the SmackDown and the uh, Thunderdome, which was a huge experience and uh, if you've been watching, like, I think it's like America's Got Talent or one of those, like, talent shows. Have you been watching any of those? My parents are huge fans. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard, but I have not watched. So I, I guess to compare what they did was, I don't think America's Got Talent. Like, they've had, you know, they got, you know, the, the talent, if you will, and the judges there. But there's no audience. But they have all these screens of people watching the show. Okay. So that is, like, what the Thunderdome is. Uh, so it's a very interactive show. Now, I don't know how live the people watching it are, because uh, you do see everybody like in their seats or whatever. So I don't know if it's if they're recording the people watching the show or what, because it's hard to tell if they're reacting because there's so many screens. The people that are watching, do you think the wrestlers will be able to hear them? Like uh, what what they did, and, and this is for anybody who says like, oh, they piped in noise, like. Uh, that is a long wrestling tradition. So the noise that, that you hear with the show is not from the people watching it. Okay. So like like MLB, Major League Baseball is doing this thing where like you have this app on your phone and like you know you can press this button to cheer for your team. Now the WWE hasn't done that yet. They're just piping in the sound, so they're almost kind of sounding like cheer for this guy, you know, boo this guy. Uh, kind of thing, but that's a tradition that goes back to the uh, 1980s. If you go watch some old like Saturday Night Main events, all that crowd noise is completely piped in, and it's pretty obvious. Like when I was younger, like I didn't realize it, but like you're watching it and you just see the crowd like this, but you hear like, ah, you know, 
<laughs> you're not going crazy. I mean, there's times when the crowd gets hot. You can hear that, and it's real. Uh, but there's the other times where, you know, if the match is, like, dead silent, like, they're, they're going to pipe in some sound because it's a post. You know, it wasn't always live back then. You know, tonight was live, but, you know, technology is so much better than what it was that they can yeah. make all that. So basically, it's like a wrestling version of like those um, like dubbed kung fu movies. <laughs> uh, if you want to put it that way, but I mean, with with the crowd noise, yes. Uh, but yeah, the people watching it, like anything that they say or do, uh, did, did not come across tonight. You know, they, they had Vince McMahon come out at the beginning, uh, was quickly cut off by the Fiend, and then Bray uh, Braun Strowman came out, and then. Retribution came out, which was this group. It was just um, not not to go through SmackDown a lot. Uh, the big highlight is uh, Hardy uh, beating AJ Styles to become the Intercontinental, and then Braun Strowman at the end throwing Bray Wyatt off this ramp, and then he gets put in the ambulance, and he comes out in the ambulance as the Fiend, this you know creepy character and stuff. Which I think Shelby, I think you would get a kick out of if we seen him in action. So I probably. <laughs> Uh, so that, that was SmackDown in the nutshell, but uh, but now the WWE Thunderdome experience is something that uh, they're going to do from now on until they can have audiences at a show. Uh, you know, it, it's it's safer, uh, and I guess these fans who are on it can buy a ticket, you know, to be on the screen or whatever. So you know, they do get some income because I think that they would let first come first serve type people on there. But uh, I guess you have to buy a ticket, and then your face will be <laughs> money. It, it, it's all about the bottom dollar. And right now, you know, these wrestling companies don't have any income coming in. I mean, they do from advertisers and stuff uh, for those who watch it, but there's no other income. So this is a time right now, not just for them, but for other businesses to create alternative ways to make money. Yeah. yeah, especially industries, you know, the, these TV shows. I mean, obviously, you know, they're the type of shows that can continue. Um, obviously, you know, sitcoms or other, you know, shows that are movies, obviously, you know, it's kind of hard to make them right now unless it's like a cast of one. <laughs> a one-man movie. Plans release it. Well, movie theaters did open up this weekend, too, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, other uh, big news uh, in wrestling is uh, Renee Young, who's been in the WWE for a number of years, uh, is leaving WWE. And uh, so she is going to be, um, no, no, nobody knows where she's going to be going, but uh, Renee Young is leaving WWE. Uh, and according to Dave Meltzer, that like her contract, I guess, states, if I'm reading this right, that she cannot jump to another organization right away. So, uh, so whatever her reasoning for leaving, she's going to leave after SummerSlam on Sunday. Uh, and then, um, so who knows where she's going to go? She is releasing a cookbook, by the way, uh, but I don't see her having a career as an author. Yes, a cookbook, yes. <laughs> no. But, but I see her having a, you know, a post-career as an announcer somewhere. So unless she goes to work for like another sports company, um, I, I think she's going to do well. I mean, she's, she's you know, been great for the last couple of years. Done a good job hosting a number of uh, shows on the uh, WWE Network. So uh, I don't know what her next step is, but I guess we'll see. Maybe it'll be. Maybe it'll be what? Food Network. Could be. Food Network. <laughs> enter the ring herself, and one day we're going to hear about her in 
She's going to be known as the chef. <laughs> I don't see now. The one thing is, it's it, funny you mentioned that because there's a raw underground that happens with like this fighting that's not in the ring. Uh, her husband, of course, Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley, is an AEW, but uh, I believe um, her contract uh, prevents her from at least going there for uh, the time being because that would uh, not not go well if that uh, you know for her if she was there. So that that's one of the stories. Uh, the other one which is uh, the uh, kidnapping attempt uh, for uh, Sonny Deville. This is wild. <laughs> yeah, completely wild story. This happened down in uh, Florida, and um, and a guy from South Carolina, a 24-year-old guy, tried to kidnap her from her home this past weekend. And uh, the judge ruled uh, late yesterday that he's going to be held without bail. So uh, he is... Um, yeah, he, he drove uh, more than 450 miles from South Carolina to the uh, Hillsborough County home of uh, Sonny DeVille. And uh, he, he wanted to take her ha hostage. He had a knife and a pepper spray. I mean, so, honestly, we just looked at a picture of that guy. And I don't know what he was thinking, where he was going to go with that, because she would destroy him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I believe my words were she would snap him for the twig that he is. Yes. Those were your words. Yes. And I stand by them. Yeah, yeah. So he's uh he's in a lot of trouble right now. And here's the, some of the charges he's facing. Uh he's uh, facing aggravated stalking, armed burglary of a dwelling and attempted uh, armed kidnapping. And apparently uh he sent uh hundreds allegedly of messages to Sony Deville. Uh, through social media, which were uh, direct threats of uh, violence to your family. So uh, this guy's had uh, whatever been going on for a while. And uh, yeah. maybe yeah. or get some help, maybe get a little checked out there. Yeah. So uh, right now, um, I'm sure uh, whatever's going on, he is, um, you know, there's been no bail. He's held without bail, which I think, I think is a good thing right now. So they yeah. figure out for, for everybody's safety. So that's. Yeah. Aggravated stalking, that's so aggressive. It's not just regular stalking. It's aggravated. Oh, it's, boy, is it aggravated. I don't, I don't know specifically what that means. It's aggressive. aggravated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, when you repeat the word. It <laughs> so we're all getting educated on wall stuff tonight. All right, so that, that's some of the, uh, the big story. So one of the things that uh, we were going to talk about is SummerSlam, which is happening on the WWE Network on Sunday, uh, 7 o'clock, pre-show at 6. Uh, and so far, they've announced eight matches for the show. I don't know what's going to be on the pre-show. Uh, they might surprise us just with an unannounced match. Uh, but it's going to have the same format, the same look, I, I believe, as SmackDown did tonight, because they're going to be in the same arena. So for production time, you know, they don't have a, a lot because um, they're going to have to do Raw, Monday Night Raw there on Monday. So I, I don't see a lot of changing going around in the uh, production way. So we're going to go through the card and I know Aaron, you're going to do your, your darndest to, uh, <laughs> I'm going to try my, my most expert opinion on all of these. Um, I I'm okay. I'm vaguely familiar with, I want to say at least one person with each of these lineups. So I, and I Googled everybody today. So <laughs> I did. My all right. Homework. Well, you first, well, the first match we're going to go with is the uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship match, which is the uh, Street Profits, which feature Angela Dawkins and Montez Ford 
uh, they're champs. They're defending against Andrade and Angel Garza. Uh, they got Zelina Vega in their corner. Uh, by the way, I, th- I think you would both be Angel Garza fans. Uh, the, the guy is great, and he's a ladies' man. Uh, he's been bringing like former like Bachelor uh, contestants on the show and stuff. But just the way he portrays himself, he's going to be a superstar. He's uh, kind yeah yeah so that is that is that your pick for the uh that's my pick the, i'm going with it all right so, Dave, all right, so i'm gonna give Shelton bachelor contestants on well well angel's been hanging out with him backstage at uh on raw uh, a little bit of a backstory selena vega uh poisoned one of the members of the street profits we just found that out on, on monday uh, so very soap opera-esque because he was wrestling in the match and he got ill during the match and he's been out and he came back on Monday after it was revealed that uh, so so there could be some retribution there, not a point for that faction, but there could be some revenge factor. So I think the Street Profits retain the titles um, because it's it, it just some sort of payback on that end. I will say I do the poisoning. <laughs> Wait, say that one more time. I do not support the poisoning. So you're going to go with the uh, Street Province on this one, too? Well, question about the poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, about the poisoning. So was it poisoning or was it poisoning? Uh, that makes sense. Well, well he, he, he was like in, a, like in a hospital for a while or whatever. So, oh, so um, Bob did- Okay. <laughs> oh, this, well, well, poisoning. Yes. Yeah. Not, not, not. This is like, like okay, the kidnapping is real, the poisoning not. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Storyline. Poisoning is pretty cool in that sense. Oh. <laughs> not real poisoning. I just think, listen. Okay. It's all right. That's listen. Well, you, what you got to well, do. Yeah, well, between Ways Edge says the Street Profits retain, and uh, Patrick uh, says the uh, Street Profits retain as well. So, uh, by the way, Sean is going with uh, Andrade and Angel Garza. Look, I love to see Andrade and, and, and uh, Angel Garza win the titles here, but with the curveball they kind of threw on uh, Monday with the whole, you know, who poisoned who angle. Yeah, so I mean, see that. The bad guys that we all. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often, but like it's a nice, it's a fun little surprise. You're like, oh, 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 oh. let's uh, subvert really, your expectations. Yeah, I really didn't or think not. that was gonna happen. Yeah, or not if um if they retain its if they retain. the terminology <laughs> that's being used. <laughs> All right, next match of the card is uh is a street fight. Uh, Dominic Mysterio, who's the son of legendary Rey Mysterio taking on Seth Rollins, who's going to have uh, Murphy in his corner. This has been an ongoing feud. Uh, this is where uh, the backstory is Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins had a fight where they called it Eye for an Eye, where Ray Ray's eye popped out in the match. And so he, was, uh, so he lost the match, so he's been recovering. So Dominic is going to fight for him. In the in the street fight, which I see this uh, in the street fight, anything basically goes. Uh, there's going to be weapons. There's going to be chairs. There's going to be kendo sticks. Uh, uh, maybe a table. Uh, it, it's hard to say. So this will be a match. I think Dominic is is going to win because at this point, this feud needs to end. And I think is this that is who where, you're favoring? You know, is is favoring Dominic? 
I, I, I'm going with Dominic. Uh, Sean's going with Dominic on this. So, I, from what I know, Maybe. I'm okay. going to guess that Dominic is going to win. Yeah, but I do kind of like Seth Rollins. He's cute. yeah, he's married to Becky Lynch. So, no. oh well, I, I'm going to say I trust Dave on this one. No, I I do trust Dave on this one. I do think Dominic is going to win, but I'm just saying I like Seth Rollins. <laughs> Mr. So Becky Lynch. On you know this whole what? thing. Yeah. Can't help who you love. You can't. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patrick said uh, Dominic with help from either Ray or Alistair Black. Well, since you're going to be involved in the match, at least Ray is, uh, I definitely see that happening, Patrick. Uh, the next match is for the U.S. Championship, Apollo Crews, the defending championship, taking on MVP. Now, what they've done to this match, the stipulation is Bobby Lashley and Chelman Benjamin who work with MVP are part of a faction are banned from ringside. Um, so what that means probably is that there's going to be a new person that's going to help MVP win the title. And I got a feeling that MVP will uh, defeat Apollo Crews and, and win a U.S. championship. I don't want to sound <laughs> completely opposite here, but MVP. Okay. Is that a single person or is that like a team? Montel, uh, Victoria, something Porter. I'm trying to remember what the V stands for. But, okay, uh, so it doesn't actually stand for like most valuable player. No, no. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, it is. No, let me let me get the uh, name right. Uh, Montel Vontavious Porter. is. is okay, okay, okay. MVP, I get that. Okay. See, Dave's yeah. taking us to school right now. He is, he is. We are learning so. things. Yeah, Who do you so, think is going to win this one? Well, it's, it's MVP, but he's going to get help from somebody else that's not Bobby Lashley or Sheldon Benjamin. I think they're starting this new faction, and I got a feeling that there's going to be a new member of that faction that's going to help him win that match. Like, is this somebody that maybe wrestling fans would be familiar with, or is this like uh, – Don't, don't know. It, it could be. Um, it, it could be what, what they're doing because, they, you know, they got this uh, – this faction, the Hurt Business, is what they're calling it. So there's going to probably be a new member of the uh, Hurt Business that's going to help him win. So, um, anyways, uh, Patrine says Apollo Crews should retain, hasn't held title long enough. Um, but uh, Patrick's uh, picking MVP on that, and Sean's going with MVP too. So, so we're we're both uh, on that side with that. So who are you taking? I mean, I feel like on this one, I really don't know enough to pick a side, but I really like Apollo's name. So I'm going to go with Apollo because I like his name. Okay. All right. There you go. A match that had an added stipulation tonight and it's going to be interesting is a Mandy Rose, the boyfriend of, of uh, the money in the bank holder, you know, uh, I can't think of his name. Otis. Yes. Uh, Mandy Rose uh, taking on Sonny Deville. In a hair versus hair match, loser leaves town. So what a hair versus hair match is, is that the loser gets their head shaved. And yes, this is real. That the loser will be bald after the match. It's very rare hmm. to have a woman uh, hair versus hair match. I think this is like only the second one I think of in WWE history. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I showed you the other one, which was Molly Holly and Victoria. You did show me that one. From, uh, from WrestleMania 20. So now the end of the stipulation tonight uh, that Sonny added was it's a loser leaves town, which usually means 
um, you know, that that they leave. Uh, but what I see happening is whoever loses is going to be uh, antagonist and kind of like stick around a little bit until they get reinstated, which is uh, usually the case um, on that. So, so they're not going to go for a while. Uh, but they might go away for a little bit, but they're going to come back and then, um, you know, the loser leaves town stipulation kind of changes it because initially I was going to go with Mandy winning this match. Uh, but I think with the loser leaves town, I get a feeling it may be uh, Sonia wins and then, um, you know, and that affects Otis in some ways or maybe this you know, involves like the Fiend down the road. Cats grow clawing furniture and not the one you're supposed to be clawing. My cat, <laughs> but we haven't let her in yet. <laughs> All right, so uh, I am going with uh, I'm going to go with Sonia in this match, which is not what I would have picked two hours uh, two hours ago. But with the new uh, stipulation, uh, that's when I'm going to go. Uh, Sean is uh, picking Mandy Rose in this. I would only go Mandy if it wasn't for the loser leaves town. But I got a feeling that they're going to, you know, do some kind of thing that uh, the stipulation. Uh, yeah, makes it a lot different. So there you go. Um, Patrick says Mandy wins. Don't see Mandy agreeing to shave her head. I, I do see Sonny shaving her head, and I think it's something that she can make it work and would make her look even tougher. That's what you said. <laughs> yes, that was before I knew they were going to add the stipulation for the loser leaves town. The only thing I can see is unless you know Mandy wins and then Sonny goes away. You know, has this you know, new look and then becomes a completely different wrestler. I don't know because right now, like, you know, she's more on her way up. Uh, and Petrina, I, I guess, is uh, I guess agreeing with me that Sonia went, so the feud will end. So, so yeah, we're fifty-fifty on this. So you you, you be the tiebreaker on this. Who are you gonna take? Who's who's gonna win and who's gonna get their head shaved? I'm voting for Mandy to okay. win because I don't like what Sonia did to her. I thought that was very rude. Oh, cutting the hair, and then the other thing with Dolph Ziggler and, uh, yeah, and other the whole thing was just so screwed up. I was not a fan of her at all. So I hope she gets her head shaved and she leaves town. Yeah. So, uh, so what was happening, Shelby, is that uh, is that Sonya was uh, blocking, if you will, uh, Mandy Rose from being pursued by a guy and trying to set her up with another guy. Yeah. Oh well, the only punishment is a good old fashioned head shave. Exactly. <laughs> well, like I, I was saying this before, I don't know how much of a punishment that is because it's 2020. That style's coming in. Yeah. So that so that I gotta lose. Like at least leave the town too. So. Yeah. 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 It's gonna take yeah, years to get it back, though. Well, years. That is true. I mean, I mean, I mean look, look at the length of your hair and how long it you know took to grow that out, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, next match. Now, they determine tonight the order of the women's matches uh, for the uh, championships on the show. Uh, so it's going to be the SmackDown Women's Championship matches first, which is Bailey uh, with, was, I'm assuming, Sasha in the corner taking on Asuka. And um, yeah, Bailey not happy with the fact that, you know, she has to defend first. Um, and I got a feeling at some point, Asuka is fighting for the Raw and SmackDown championships in two consecutive matches. So she's going to fight for the SmackDown title first against Bailey, And I got a feeling that Asuka wins this match because uh, right now, you uh, agreeing with me on this, um, I think it's going to set up what, like the eventual fallout between Sasha and, and Bailey, who've been you know, together for a really long time. So I see I, that happening. I, I like Asuka. I think she's cool. 
Um, I definitely think that she's just she's just wild. Sometimes she's a little too much for me, but overall, I like her. I think you you might like her. Yeah, she's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah, uh, Sean is going with Bailey, but I, but this might be before the picks were coming in, and I kind of had a feeling like like Bailey would win, uh, or if it was the other way around with the matches. I think the first match, whatever they have, is the match that Oscar's going to win, and I think the second match is the one that the other opponent is going to win. Um, Patrice says Bailey loses, Sasha wins. Yeah, that's what I agree because the uh, next match on the card, uh, Bailey loses, it costs Sasha her belt instead of the feud, like you said. Well. It is possible that both Sasha and Bailey lose to Asuka um, in, in these consecutive matches, which is possible too. They're tag team champions, uh, which they'll probably lose that title the following week because there's another pay-per-view coming a lot more shows. So I'm going with Asuka to win the first match, but to lose the second, to create that animosity between Bailey and Sasha. So they've been friends, but it's a weird friendship. Because they've been like, you know, in the background, like trying to one up each other or trying to stiff each other in certain ways. So, did that any of that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely, Dave. Cool. We Who do you got in this match? It. Did you have a? That's yeah. Okay. No, I I said yeah. I thought Oscar would mm -hmm. win. I'm Team Oscar. Mm -hmm. All right, for both matches. Yeah. Why not? Okay. Let's do okay. it. Oscar's got it. All right, and the match that uh, I think even watches it was matches Braun Strowman, the uh, SmackDown Championship uh, holder, taking on the Fiend Bray Wyatt um, in a very weird segment. In the end of this match or uh, tonight, SmackDown, another match for the segment that just uh, with Braun throwing uh, Bray, you know, off off a ramp, and then uh, the whole thing happening. Uh, the Fiend character is really bizarre. Think of it. Think of it as like. Um, uh, the Bray Wyatt's character, Shelby, is a like a kid's talk show host, but he's really demented. It's really weird. Wow. <laughs> really but he has, but he has this alter, he has this he has this alter ego uh, called the Fiend, which is okay. this guy that wears this mask. And he's got the dreads and he's like impervious to pain and he's really tough. And it's a whole it's a bizarre character that when it first came out, it was great. And then they didn't know what to do with it. And then it's, it's just really bizarre. It's weird. So, um, <laughs> it is weird. You, uh, I mean, like he had a match at SummerSlam or I'm sorry, WrestleMania against John Cena. How would you describe that Aaron? Honestly, Dave, you told me to watch this and I didn't know what the hell I was watching. I didn't realize what i was watching was the match it was so weird shelby i said i mean? think i watched it twice because be descriptive i don't even know how to be descriptive <laughs> like it was just them in the ring talking and then it was almost like you went inside john cena's head or something and the theme is really growing on me honestly <laughs> i like it but to be honest that was just it was too weird for me and I'm not about it. I'm Team Braun. So okay, all right. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Fiend. They they get the title off of Braun and and uh, just just move away from that. So is the Fiend generally? Um, I know you said they haven't really known what to do with the character, but is he still generally popular? I don't know if any any of the listeners have a 
have an opinion on him either. But yeah. if Dave, I don't know if you had insight for that because you mentioned <laughs> what to do with the story. Uh, you know, it was hard to tell because without the live audience, you know, you don't get the reaction and stuff uh, with yeah. him. But since, you know, they, they've stopped these live shows, it's been hard to tell, you know, like who's been working and who's not. Because there's some wrestlers that they've been fine without the crowd. And then there's some where you're like, and they, they kind of deserve a crowd or it'd be kind of cool to see them, you know, react with the crowd. And he's been one that was hot with the crowd. All those matches were kind of boring, I'll be honest, at times. Yeah. But the character was just so weird that people pe people loved it. It was just kind of bizarre. Uh, Patrick says, uh, The Fiend wins, Ron and Alexa joined Firefly uh, Funhouse along with Cena and a strange new faction. That would be really bizarre. Uh, Alexa has been kind of the centerpiece for this because uh, she's always been friends with Braun. They never had a relationship, um, but they were always like close uh, together for a, for a long time. And then recently, you know, it's just, it's just weird. And, and hopefully this feud will end on Sunday. Or maybe at the end of the match, uh, maybe there's a cash in uh, by Otis, who's the Money in the Bank winner. So here's the Money in the Bank uh, concept. Uh, there's a match that happened a couple months ago, Shelby where eight wrestlers competed in a ladder match. And at the top of the ladder is a briefcase. And the person who grabs that briefcase wins the match. And what that briefcase is, is an automatic title shot at the champion. And this could happen anytime. So it could be like during a match where they can join the match and make it a, like a triple threat. So it's three wrestlers or like, say there's a, a segment where, uh, you know, the champion gets beat up and he's compromised or she's compromised, uh, and then the person that holds the money in the bank title comes down and cashes in their opportunity and then proceeds to you know, try to win the title. Okay. So. <laughs> I like that. It's the Shelby stamp of approval. Otis is really cool, too. I definitely like Otis. He's he, His signature thing is the worm, and he's this really <laughs> big dude, and he'll like go down, and he's like, ooh, and like, that's the thing. Okay. That was my Otis impression. That was pretty good. <laughs> the caterpillar. Yeah. Uh, Petrain also says the fiend wins. So I really pretty much I think in the green mix for you that um, whatever that the fiend is going. I'm not a fan of the fiend. All right. So there's one match left, um, and I don't have Sean to do this, but the uh, <clears throat> main event of the evening. Uh, he does that really well, though. Yeah, yeah, for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre, the champion defending against Randy Orton. Um, Randy Orton, a uh, little background, uh, is a uh, third-generational wrestler. His uh, his dad and his grandfather wrestled, and he's uh, he's been like a 12-time champion, which is a lot in the wrestling business because that many guys have had the title more than 10 times. Uh, Drew McIntyre's been around for a while. He left. He came back, kind of uh, reinvented his career. And um, uh, and he won. He beat Brock Lesnar. That might be a name that you might know at WrestleMania. And then uh, he's been the champion ever since. And he's a guy that, like, I kind of wish he had an audience because he, he needs an audience for the kind of year he's been having. Um, Randy Orton has been great the last couple of months. He's been uh, kicking people in the head and putting them out of action, like, um, like the big show, some legends, Ric Flair. Uh, Shawn Michaels, who did a horrible job selling that on Monday, and a few other wrestlers. So um, 
I don't know if this will be the last match or if the Braun match will be it, but uh, but Randy's been doing great the last couple of months. I don't know if this is where they finally do this or this gives – they've been building up to uh, – they've done a great job with this building this match up. And it's hard for me to pick a winner, but I got a feeling Drew is going to keep the title because he needs a big victory. I, to be honest, I'm not super familiar with either. Um, I'm going to trust your gut on this one. I'm going to go with Drew as well. All right. Uh, Patrick is uh, picking a Drew winning uh, during uh, disqualification. And Sean says he picks Randy Orton to win. Sean. I can see that happening too. Um, maybe because it's some sort of redemption for Drew, but uh, but Drew's been kind of unstoppable in some matches, so it can go either way, and I wouldn't be surprised if Randy wins. So the card looks pretty good for SummerSlam. So Patrick says though Drew wins via disqualification. So why would he say that? Do you think? Well, uh, it could be because you set up a rematch. Mm. Okay. So, uh, you know, you know, something happens, maybe somebody interferes on the behalf, you know, trying to attack Randy for payback and the Drew or, or maybe Randy gets himself disqualified uh, in some way. And then um, so he doesn't get the title and then they, you know, so then they have another pay-per-view and then they add a stipulation of some some kind. That, you know, makes OK, you know, this is their match and it's a chairs match or it's a table match or. Something like that. So, uh, Between says uh, she doesn't know, but she's going for Randy. Um, okay, Randy, uh, Patrick says Randy pushes the limit and gets disqualified. Thank you, Patrick, for clearing that up. <laughs> so, there's that. Uh, there is one other show happening on Saturday. I'll, I'll, I'll go through it quick because we don't have a whole lot of time tonight. Is the NXT uh, takeover, uh, by the way which is uh, happening on the network. Now, this was, um, oh, by the way, uh, Patrick says, yes, build for the rematch. That's right, yes, because because yeah, there's right now there's nobody, I think, in line next for Drew, so so that would make sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> there is the NXT TakeOver happening on Saturday, which is uh, NXT is like the, um, it used to be almost like, I want to call it like the minor leagues of the WWE because they almost got like equal billing now. Um, they got a two-hour show on the USA Network on Wednesdays, and uh, they got a pretty solid following for not being as mainstream as uh, WWE. So I'm um, to quickly go through the matches on the show. There's a, a pre-show match to determine the number one contenders for the Tag Team Championship, uh, which is uh, Brizongo taking on Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus uh, Legado de Fantasia. It's a triple threat tag match to determine the number one contenders. I'm going with Brizongo because I love to see him get the and um, Sean did not pick that because it's on a pre-show. So, but that's what I'm going with. <laughs> uh, Finn Balor uh, versus Timothy Thatcher. I think you would pick out a Finn. That dude's got abs. Like, go look him up right now. Go see how many abs he's got. I, I think I saw Finn Balor. He actually reminded me. If I'm thinking of the same guy, he reminded me of this. Um, in like middle school, I had this British exchange student at our school. <laughs> yes, he I, looks his, like him. I, I like his T. I whatever I want him to win. <laughs> right, well, I'm picking him to win, and uh, Sean's picking uh, Finn to win as well. You're about it. Yeah, no, I I want him to win. <laughs> Patrick's picks Fantasia uh, in the tag match, and then Finn. 
on the um, against uh, Thatcher. Uh, okay, this this one has been really interesting. Uh, Adam Cole versus uh, Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, a former NFL player, uh, since I'm announcing for a little bit, and they kind of slowly set this up. Uh, and then they had, you know, a, a good segment on Wednesday. Uh, Sean is picking Adam Cole the win. I am going with Pat McAfee only because it sets up another match uh, down the road on that. So, um, so that that's that's what I see what's what's happening there. Uh, you have uh, the NXT North American Championship, which is vacant. Bronson Reed versus Damon Priest versus Cameron Grimes versus Johnny Gargano and Velveteen Dream. Uh, it's a ladder match. So what a ladder match is, is that they take the championship and they hang it up, kind of like the briefcase, in the center of the ring, and then guys uh, climb a ladder to try to win it. And the stunts in this match is uh, – this is usually the, one of the best matches of the night because the athleticism and the things – uh, that that they uh, yeah that they do in this match are just uh, insane. I'm gonna go with the Damian Priest on this. Uh, Cameron Grimes is who Sean picks for this match. Um, but if you're gonna watch one match on Saturday, not that you are, but if you were, Aaron, I would I, say watch this. I think I'm gonna root for Velveteen Dream because I love the name. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, he's he, he's been in some hot water lately. Um, outside of that, so I don't see that happening. Um, or maybe retract. Maybe I should retract that statement. You, you, you might want to retract because I, I don't know if he's going to be working there for Saturday. So, watching, um. <laughs> I do not know who he is. I just liked the name. She doesn't it, it, It's 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 a great name, but um. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe not so great actions or words as we're talking, just so I can really <laughs> what I just said. All but right. for for Dave and Sean, it's Damian Priest and uh, Cameron Grimes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. then, uh, Patrick says, uh, "What's a dream? But don't see push because of hot water. Priest should get the win." So, uh, and Patrice says, well, "Why? Why did Valvatin Dream disappear?" Uh, um, I don't want to get into the full story because it's not an easy story to talk about. Um, but he's been um, something we talked about a couple of weeks ago on the show. Some of the wrestlers uh, kind of got in trouble with the um, with just doing some things that you shouldn't be doing and, and talking to other people um, and possibly of a certain age with Valentine Drew. It's a lot of speculation, so I don't want to get into it because I, I don't want to get the story wrong. Right now, that I'm. Either way, hot water. We're not rooting for him this round. No, no. So, so there you go. So, uh, all those guys are pretty talented. I don't see Johnny Gargano winning it because he's already had the uh, title. She keeps reading the story. Uh, yeah, Patrick. I, I would recommend googling it because I don't want to go into the uh, details of the story because it's not one that without <laughs> breaking it down. But I did just see what the hot water was. So yeah, yeah I'm retracting the statement. I don't support any of that. So I'm going to go, I'll vote with you, Damien Priest. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Very cool. Um, <laughs> uh, for, the, uh, for the NXT Women's Championship, uh, Io Shirai defending against uh, Dakota Kai. We'll have uh, uh, Raquel Gonzalez in the corner. This should be a great match. Um, the uh, style 
of women's wrestling you see in WWE, this is a little bit different. Uh, what I mean by different is Eero is, is like they're more high flying styles and stuff. Uh, I mean, some it's, it's incredible. Like, and, and both are really talented. I love to see Dakota win. Uh, that's Sean's pick, and I love to see her have the title at some point. I don't know if now is the time, um, but she's been there a long time, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with her on that. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Eero retains. Um, but if you're going to watch a second match outside of the ladder match, uh, this would be the other match uh, to watch. I, I think it's going to be outstanding. I'm looking forward to it. I think I watched one with Dakota Kai. I think that was one of the first ones you guys had me watch. But I, I, it was the NXT show. Yeah, that was the one that was uh, I think I was out of the country for. So. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Dakota just because that name's familiar with me. <laughs> She's great. Uh, I mean, both Eero Shirai and uh, Dakota are are, are going to be, I think, big WWE stars uh, down the road. And then there's um, one match left on the card, and that's the main event of the evening for the NXT Championship. Oh. Keith Lee defending against Karrion Cross with Scarlett in his corner. Uh, Karrion Cross has has been a a freak of nature if you will, and, and pretty much unbeatable. Um, and, and Keith Lee, man, is – I think he's a guy that they're going to try to get up to WWE, like, right away. So I think I think Karrion wins because they've been protecting Keith Lee. So I think there's going to be some shenanigans involved. Um, nothing like a wrestling match with shenanigans, Shelby. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that you're going to see uh, Karrion become the new NXT champion, and then Keith will uh, – you know, find his way in, uh, in WWE because that guy is, is going to be a, a a huge star, and uh, and I think I, I think he just got to strike now because uh, why not? So so Sean and I agree with that. So that is NXT Takeover. So um, but yeah, if you watch some Keith Lee matches, uh, he is he's a big dude, but the dude can move. He's six three hundred twenty pounds. Yeah. Oh, but oh, but but he he can move. Uh, he is a, he's a lot of human right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick's is hard to call. I might say, uh, say Lee. Damn. But uh, but yeah. So so that's NXT Takeover. So um, you know that that is Saturday night, and then Sunday is SummerSlam. So pretty much every day you got we got wrestling and television. You got Raw on Monday. They got NXT and AEW. Um, AEW is going to be airing tomorrow because they didn't air on Wednesday because of uh, NBA playoffs. Because uh, that's another organization that runs on TNT. So, okay. a lot of letters are thrown your way. There's so much um, wrestling, WWE, NXT. Yeah. yeah. We love our acronyms. Yeah. And then there's AEW. Uh, there's ROH, which is Ring of Honor. There's Impact. And then uh, there's Wait, 205. They're everywhere. <laughs> Please. Uh, but, you know, years ago, there was a lot more uh, organizations. I mean, you know, I mean, wrestling, it's different now because, you know, things are bigger and rosters are bigger. But, you know, there used to be, of course, WWF, which became WWE. You had WCW. You had USWA. You had... WCCW, which was World Class Championship Wrestling, you had US uh, Global, well, USWA became Global Wrestling Federation, um, which was WCCW and ECW, and then you had uh, PNW, which was Pacific Northwest Wrestling, uh, and then you had like ICW. So just yeah, there's a lot. 
And then you had like the independents, like where I grew up at Motor City Wrestling. Mm. So, so yeah, a lot of wrestling. ECW, PYT, BLT, PB and J. Well, it's funny. There was a tag team called PYT, by the way, which uh, featured a uh, featured Coco Beware. So, well, that makes me wow. happy. I got one of them right. You did. You did. Look at you. You're a natural, Shelby. Thank you. Look, look. I've, I've, uh, the, the student has surpassed the math. <laughs> so uh, you can always email us, by the way, esprfm99.com. And um, so we're going to go to the inbox here, and uh, if uh, you could all help me out um, with the emails uh, tonight. Uh, so we got, uh, I got three of them uh, lined up here. All right. So this one says, what are your thoughts on the debut of Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke on Raw? This is from Brian in Charleston, South Carolina. All right. So uh, so you had uh, the uh, big show on, uh, on, on Monday with Raw. With the, they did this Raw Underground segment, and, uh, and Shayna Baszler, who worked with Shayna and Marina in NXT, but been on her own for, for the last like six months in WWE. Uh, I think it's great that they showed up because it felt like they should have been there for, for like, like a while when uh, Shayna came in there. Um, the segment they were introduced was a little bit weird because, um, yeah, I think it was like Jasmine beats up somebody and then Nia Jax gets involved and then easily manhandles uh, Marina and uh, Jasmine. Sean had a problem with that, um, but I, I I will disagree because in the one fact that like when they were in NXT, they always got beat up, even though they're the henchwomen, if you will. Um, they uh, they always seem to be the ones that like, you know, took the beating um, over everybody else. But I think it's great to see them on Raw. And I'm hoping that big thing happens uh, for both, for all three women on the show, which I got a feeling with Shayna beating Bailey. On Monday, in a tag match, that maybe she's next in line for the title if um, Sasha retains or Oscar champion. So, okay, there's that. So that's my thoughts on that. So, so Megan from Columbia asks, well, Columbia, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri asks, were you blown away by Pat McAfee's mic skills on NXT on Wednesday? The promo he cut on Adam Cole was uh, amazing. I, I knew Pat could talk because he, he's filled in a couple of times as an announcer. He's got the show uh, that he does. But, you know, that's one thing. But to go into a ring and cut a promo is a completely different level. And he exceeded expectations. It was one of the highlights of Wednesday's NXT uh, that I think just uh, I think surprised a lot of people, uh, including myself. And... Um, I, I, I think that's great because it adds more legitimacy to the feud, which is why I'm picking Pat uh, to win in NXT. But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen the promo, uh, go check it out. And it, it is uh, it's an outstanding promo. In fact, I'll, I'll throw it up on the ESBR Facebook page. And uh, we got one more left here. So this one is from Jeremy, and he's from St. Cloud, Minnesota. What do you think? A, I'm sorry, I read that wrong at first. What do you think of AEW bringing in crowds to their dynamite tapings? All right. Um, so beginning next week, um, AEW is going to have uh, a, a crowd. Now they're going to follow all the rules and everything that they can have with people at events. Um, you know, it, I mean, I would say like some point like this has to happen. Um, I mean, we're never going to get them to concert levels at, at the current time. 
And I don't know what the limit of people is, but how they're selling is they're selling it in groups. So, um, you know, if, if it's like, if it's all three of us going to the show, then we're going to get our seats together. Then we're going to be spaced. And then another group is going to be in like one spot. And then there's another group in another spot. That's how they're doing the seating with this. You know, it's going to be limited capacity. And, uh, you know, I, I guess it's almost like a response, you know, the team with WWE is doing, um, you know, they can't copy that. I mean, they could, but it wouldn't look good. So I guess this is the next step. And if they could do it right, uh, I mean, you're not going to see wrestlers interact with fans or any of that stuff. Um, you know, it's, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I mean, at some point you have to do it, uh, you know, and I, I don't know if they're going to be testing people as they come in, but, uh, but that is the next step. Uh, for AEW. So, yeah, we're going to see fans at the next Dynamite show. I don't know when WWE is going to go that route. They're, uh, you know, I, I'm just using that arena right now, and maybe that's just how they're going to make their show interactive because uh, there's one less thing to worry about because they have had some wrestlers and some of the staff come down with the virus. Um, you know, a lot of them have come back and stuff, but uh, they haven't publicly said who's had it, but there's been reports of certain people that have and a couple of like non-wrestlers have confirmed that. So yeah. uh, they're probably being uh, extremely careful on that. AEW, as far as we know, has uh, been um, really lucky, except for one case, which was didn't happen, but it was like, but somebody had to be quarantined, which was Renee Young's husband, because Renee had COVID. And then, you know, so her husband, who was also a wrestler, but for another group, had to uh, you know, be quarantined for a couple of weeks in the same house. So uh, he's in wrestle for a while, but he's back in action. Which, by the way, th that could be an issue too with Renee leaving, because maybe they didn't want the word to come out that she had it, and then it came out, or they figured it out because when when uh, you know, her husband had to self quarantine, they probably figured out, oh, I wonder who's got it. Yeah, yeah, so. it's a scary situation for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely, absolutely. So. Uh, there you go. That's your uh, review of SmackDown, your uh, preview of SummerSlam, your uh, preview of NXT TakeOver, and, uh, and the emails, which, yes, you can always email us, ESPR at FM99.com. So uh, quite a week of wrestling. It's uh, yeah, I thought the SmackDown thing looked uh, pretty cool tonight, and it's going to look like that for, for SummerSlam on Sunday. Um, got another comment here. From uh, Patrick, uh, do you think Renee will go to AEW or just do her own thing? Well, she can't go to AEW right away. Uh, her contract uh, won't let her do that, Patrick. But uh, I can feel maybe down the road or that, or maybe she goes to work for another sports organization uh, company. I, I think she, I think she'd be great in, in total asset. See, it is a big loss for WWE to lose one of your more significant on-screen personalities. And um, she's, she's, you know, it was in NXT for a while as an announcer, and then it was great in WWE. So that is a huge loss uh, for them. So uh, we'll see what happens. Now, however, on the other hand, they've been canceling a lot of her shows. She, you know, she did some other shows, and um, and she had a show that was on Fox on Tuesday nights because you got to do another night of wrestling. And uh, so they recently pulled the plug on that show. So maybe, you know, maybe she just said enough is enough, and I'm out the door. So Sunday will be the last time we'll see her. We'll, so we'll see if they give her a send off. But usually in that case, uh, when people leave, um, well, it's weird because when her husband left, they made a big deal about it. And then he's wrestling somewhere else. So I don't know what kind of send off 
she'll be getting. So anything you, you want to add to the show? I mean, I think we covered most everything so far. I'm excited to see what happens this weekend. Um, yeah, I mean, all I can say is obviously piggybacking off of what we were just talking about. Congrats to Renee. Yeah. If no one else will say it, we will. Uh, for a happy send-off, maybe she will try her hand at um, figure skating announcing. It's, you know, it's a polar do. opposite. Maybe she just wants a little change. Well, it could be the cooking channel, like you said, Food Network. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like the idea of the cooking channel, the Food Network, the cooking channel. Who are we? <laughs> Network. Who knows? Who knows? Anything could happen. Anything. Yeah. I would buy her cookbook. There you go. Well, it comes out soon, so... There you go. All right. So again, uh, you can you can follow us uh, online many places: uh, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google, uh, Spotify, uh, Ron as well. Uh, of course, you can follow us at uh, Facebook and Twitter and FM99, uh, and also on the Fox and FM99 website. Is where the only wrestling podcast those stations have at 1069thefox.com and FM99.com. Uh, Patrick says uh, cookbooks for everyone. So. <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> next time we're on, we'll have uh, our recipes from that cookbook. We'll do a live baking. Oh man, there you go. Oh, fun. Hey, yeah, um, we're with the band, but we're cooking in the kitchen. So there you go. Um, we're with the chef. Yeah, Renee. Oh. Hey, Jeffrey Dietz, I'm here for a live stream. Jeffrey, where you been, man? Thanks yeah, for uh, signing off, Jeffrey. <laughs> Thanks for coming in late. So for the, never. That's true. That's uh, true. By the way, I, I want to give a shout out to uh, people listening in Russia. Um, our recent stats, we got a lot of listeners in Moscow. So thank you if you're still listening to this part of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, but that was uh, just a surprise stat I uh, uh, saw the other day. So uh, yes, all am my late? Uh, well, we started. We started. Uh, you can go through <laughs> You can. Isn't that the beauty of it? It is. Right? You yeah, can. He, he can go back and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we will be back uh, Monday, um, if all goes as planned, around 7, 7 o'clock to review SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. So it's a lot of wrestling to watch in the next couple of days. Um, so that will be Monday at around uh seven o'clock so i think aaron i think you initially were planning to join us so um maybe, maybe we'll see you. i have some watch on yeah you got some homework to do i do big notes <laughs> all right well uh until then um make sure that uh thanks for watching and thanks for listening that you join us monday for the SummerSlam an NXT review show. So until then, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and... Repeat. Good job. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for having us. <laughs>